Cool. Thank you everybody for coming to my presentation here. Uh, it's day five of VMworld, so I hope everybody had a great conference. So um, my name is Mike Martino. I work at Zerto as an SC. Um, that's the only time I'm really going to mention my company or product because I want to do this in an independent way. So I call this the art of recovery, and I'll get into why it's called that. Um, but really, it's some of the things I've observed in the field, and I hope it helps you uh, in your environments, in, in your situations, uh, to be better when it comes to disaster recovery, getting your applications online. So just hopefully uh, people can see that. Okay, good. Um, so chances are you're using some kind of backup product or replication product. Whatever the case is, you're protecting VMs somehow. And you also have, from the same product, hopefully, uh, the ability to recover VMs. And a lot of times that's going to get your VMs back into whatever destination environment it is. Whether it's the same data center, it's your DR site, maybe it's the cloud. So you're recovering VMs, but are you done? Is that it? Everything works perfectly when you do that? Chances are no. Um, and there's a point where you have to figure out, are you truly recovered? And most of the time you're going to get feedback from others that your services are back online and your users ultimately accept and say, yeah, we're back online. So a lot of times it doesn't work, and especially can get really dicey when someone's standing over you or things are happening in an emergency situation, and you know, you're not making clear decisions sometimes. But the goal of this talk is to get you thinking a little bit about what you can do to improve your chances, because there's things you can do ahead of time, and that's the goal, and that's the key, ahead of time. So hopefully this will get you thinking. But first, this talk is dedicated to all of you who may have seen one of these screens at one point in your life, in your careers. Especially frustrating when you thought you got your VMs back online and you see a screen like, uh, oh yeah, you know, the Windows recovery system recovery screen. That's great because that means I might have a corrupt image that I might have to go to a different point in time and do some kind of restore operation. That's painful. But maybe it's not clear cut like that. Maybe you have the VMs up, maybe it's pinging, but then you find out from your application owner that it's, something's not working and you look and maybe trust relationship, maybe uh, Maybe the uh, SQL database is corrupt. Um, things are going to happen. And is that the right time to kind of discover what you should be doing next time? Probably not. The whole key of this talk, the art of recovery, if you think about what art versus science is, I mean, a lot of times, you know, in a, in a troubling situation like that, you're probably just going to, you're not going to use a scientific method to just say, okay, let me try one change, see if it works. Oh no, it didn't work, let me roll back and try another change, you know, keep all my other variables the same way. Chances are that's not going to happen. You're going to be under pressure to get your services back online, and you're probably going to be trying a lot of different things at once. You might reboot your VM two or three times, so sometimes that works, right? I might try a few different configuration changes, maybe I'm going to um, make this one configuration change in one app, and then over here I'll do this other change. But ultimately, at some point, you're going to get the application working again, and it took some kind of troubleshooting miracle to get it going. Do you think you're going to document that during a DR event? Maybe you will. And I mean, maybe if you write things down as you do them, it's, you, you know, you'd probably be better off if you, especially, you know, lessons learned afterwards. But if you don't, chances are this is going to happen to you again. You're going to just do the same steps. You're not going to know what you did. And then when another event comes up, you're going to not be any better for it. So the whole idea is that you want, we want to make this more of a science. That's where the kind of the title comes in, because the art is, you know, you're trying a million different things, somehow getting it working but you're not, you're not learning from it, you're not incorporating it into your, into, into, to make yourself successful next time. So 
One of the key things to start with is knowing your applications. And I don't want to get too much into it because my colleague Nick Scola did a really good talk yesterday, and you'll find it online on the Brown Bag. Um, but it's about up upgrading your uh, tech skills using a business approach, basically becoming a better architect because you understand what you're, what's in your environment and making good decisions based off of knowing that information. Because chances are there's applications in, that you're managing that are more important to the business than others. You have to know that. You have to know which ones are because that's the one they're going to ask you to, someone's going to be standing over you to get that application up and running. And some things you have to understand is how much data can you lose? That's your RPO. How much time can they wait until you're restored? That's your RTO, your recovery time objective. And sometimes you're going to feel like that answer is zero in both cases. Everyone doesn't want to lose data and nobody wants to wait too long to get their application online. But chances are there is a acceptable amount of time, there's an acceptable amount of data loss that you can tolerate, and you have to go find that out if you don't know it, because then you can prioritize which applications you recover. But then, more importantly, I think, besides that conversation, you have to understand what goes into that, getting that application back online and usable. I mean, because you might, for your purposes, get it back online and then hand it off to some application team, or maybe it's you, it's, you're also the application team, and you're trying to figure out what is online and usable. Does it ping? Does my application have an acceptable response to some kind of query that I do? I don't know. You have to kind of understand that. And there could be that you even got all that right, but then there's dependencies upstream, DNS. It's always DNS, but Active Directory. Those types of things might be upstream that you may or may not know about. You have to know it. I'm just, there's no other way to do it. But really, this is something you could start doing right after this talk, is figuring, thinking about this stuff, writing it down, scribbling it and kind of just figuring out what's, what's important to my business because that's going to become important to you. And then once you kind of have an idea of what those applications are, you can kind of break them into different archetypes and kind of go online and, and search around and find out what happens in, in different DR situations. I mean, Active Directory behaves a certain way. Exchange behaves a certain way. Anything database is going to especially behave in a very particular way. SQL Server I use as an example. But then there's your app. And your app could be whatever custom business app. It could be some other line of business that's more obscure that doesn't have a lot of documentation online. But it's your job to know it and know how it behaves. Because there's different behaviors for different types of apps. And if you think about it, there's really two different ways a VM can come online when you bring it back online and put it back into an environment. It could be crash consistent, and that might be the most common um, scenario. Um, and that's where your VM was running, and then someone literally pulled the plug. Well, not literally, but you know what I mean? Like they pulled the plug and then that's the state that you have. And some solutions can protect and give you a really good RPO because crash consistent might be good enough for your application. But the thing to know is just because you get that application back online doesn't mean that that's, that's it. Because sometimes um, applications will behave really interestingly when they come from a pull, pull the plug state. Um, for example, database, you might have to replay some transaction logs because what it means to be crash consistent is that um, there were things going on that might have been in memory that did not get written to disk, and what happens there? I mean, obviously you lose what's in memory, but it doesn't mean that the application shut down cleanly. You're going to have to fix it. You might have to clean up some temp files. You might have to go to the database, do, you know, get it out of a suspect state, replace some transaction logs. It's your Once you understand what your application is, what the different archetype is, then you have a better chance of knowing what you're going to do in that situation. So if you do have a, a pressure situation, you can actually go in and follow, say, a run book that says, here's how you recover this database to get everything else back online. Then there's application consistent, where if you have the time ahead of time to know that something's going to happen, you can get that application to shut down cleanly, 
take like a snapshot or some kind of checkpoint or whatever the case of that state and then say, okay, cool, I have this really clean state that I can bring everything up. I know everything's going to work. That makes my uh, RTO pretty good because I probably don't have to do as much troubleshooting because I know it's a clean state. But the problem, I'm not saying a problem, it's a trade-off is that it's go you're going to have a higher RPO most likely. You don't have time, especially a database application that might have a lot going on in memory and memory is being used for performance reasons to give you better performance by caching. You're not going to know when to do that. And even if you do it too often, you're going to affect the performance of your VM that you're protecting. So you have to kind of understand um, maybe there's certain applications that you can do an application, uh, application consistent state where you uh, have some kind of agent that runs and is able to tell the database or whatever server to cleanly shut down and, and give me a clean state. But you can't do that too often. So chances are you're going to be more likely dealing with a crash consistent state. And that's where the fun of troubleshooting probably comes into. So what do you need when you're going to have fun like that? You probably want a nice isolated environment to, to kind of learn and play and document lessons learned. Maybe you make design changes to that application or maybe to your virtual infrastructure to support um, some kind of improvement so that way you minimize the troubleshooting that's involved. So there's solutions out there that can automate, orchestrate, bring up VMs, tear down VMs. You want something like that. It could be as simple as a PowerCLI script that runs against maybe a, a backup uh, or you know, a replication solution that says, hey, bring up this point in time over here. And then the other key is, is being able to um, play around with it on a, in an isolated way, and then just uh, repeatedly learn about how to recover that application, you know, coming from a crash consistent state, let's say. And then you might identify some changes, make those changes, incorporate them into production once you've verified those actually are valid steps, and then um, make sure to uh, incorporate that into your design, um, and then repeat, keep, keep testing, get a good feedback loop where you're continually improving your application so that way resiliency becomes even stronger for your app because you're, you're learning about how to recover it and maybe you're able to make design changes ahead of time that really simplify your life when it comes to a real DR situation. And then there's just a quick aside, there's this really great book that I'm using for the next slide to basically uh, inspire this. Atomic Habits is a, um, some, of the thing, some of the reasons why people don't test is because it's hard to do or it's not obvious. You know, it's not something that they really look forward to. And I think one of the things that can make your life easier, and this is going to be kind of vary in every situation, but you're going to want to um, make it easier on yourself, make it more obvious to do certain things, whether it's you or some other team that's going to be doing this testing. So use this as an inspiration and design with recovery in mind. So you can do things on your DR site to leverage the resources there to do this testing. You can create resource pools so you don't affect production, so you can limit the CPU and memory usage. You can spin up some extra data stores or carve out extra data stores in some scratch space so you can do your testing, you know, rapidly restore, delete, but just have that isolated um, area, you know, so you're not affecting this, uh, the workloads of your other applications. And then I think the most important one is networking. If you can create an isolated test network, this is probably hard for a lot of people because you've got to work with networking teams, and sometimes they're conservative traditionally, but if you can work with them to say, hey, can you replicate what looks like production, but just make it isolated, then you can do re more realistic testing. And then a jump box allows you access to that environment. And with that in mind, you can basically do restores as often as you need to, put it on an isolated network, and then just know you're not going to affect anything production. But meanwhile, you're improving your process by learning from the different scenarios that you want to test. And Tom Limicello is somebody I look, I don't know if anybody knows who he is. He's written some really good books on system and cloud, uh, uh, system adminning and, and um, cloud adminning, basically being a good administrator. Uh, he's got some really good books, but he has a thing where it says if a process is, or a procedure is risky, you should actually do it a lot. That might be counterintuitive, 
but the more you can learn, the more you can kind of test these things and figure them out, the less risky it's going to become. Nobody, you shouldn't avoid this. You shouldn't do a DR test, learn something, and then wait six months to implement it, and then find out in six months if it works. You should be testing over and over again and reducing and reducing and reducing the risk by learning from your mistakes, learning lessons learned, incorporating it into your design. And so my call to action, spend time understanding your environment and your applications, start small, do a little test, isolated test network, work with a few VMs, take good notes, and just have a good process. Build a process that works for you and allow yourself to incorporate these changes into your environment because it'll make you a better admin, maybe a better architect, and ultimately you'll win the day because your application owners will love you because you'll help get their applications back online. And I have some references, so I know people online can see them. And if you want to take a picture of this real quick, this is my last slide. So I want to thank everybody for coming and uh, appreciate the opportunity to present at V Brown Bag. So thank you very much.